Hi, babes. Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who until now have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom. Each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hi friends, and welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we have my dear friend, Christine Bano, joining us for what is an absolutely epic conversation. This woman is such a force. She's so potent in her magic. She's a transformational coach. She's an intuitive coach. Uh, to me, she's all things, you know, psychic magic. She's incredible. And her story is so rich and she's gone through a lot. And these are my favorite mentors, my favorite teachers are the people who have been through some shit and they have figured out how to come out the other side. And I will never promote someone, I will never bring someone on my show who doesn't walk their talk. This is such a, a critical piece for me in terms of who I align with and who I connect with and who I support. And that level of integrity where we walk our talk and we do not take people through processes or experiences that we ourselves have not, you know, been through, but also on some level created a little bit of mastery around. And Christine is, you know, this walking your talk, you know, going through the fire, like really, really getting into the heart of the matter in terms of when things go awry, when things go sideways, when things aren't going the way that we have planned. You know, we can sit in that space of being a victim. We can sit in that space of, you know, thinking the world is out to get us and, you know, not taking any sort of radical self-responsibility or we can turn it around. And, you know, that requires us to take radical self-responsibility and, you know, dive into these places that sometimes are a little bit uncomfortable to explore. She is a master when it comes to shadow work and inner child work. So we talk a little bit about that on the episode today. Also manifestation and magic. And we both share some insights into this pattern that we both historically had had, which is to not be 
mutually met in relationship. And taking a look at the underbelly of that codependency, the underbelly of the overfunctioning, of the overgiving, and you know, the the victim in us wants to see ourselves as victimized by those dynamics. And we take a radical turn in this episode to talk about what radical self-responsibility what radical self-responsibility really looks like in terms of transforming that overgiving, that overfunctioning, and taking a look at the shadow underbelly there where we aren't as innocent as we may think we are. And it's so easy, and I've talked about this so many times with overfunctioning and overgiving, it's so easy to take the moral high ground and think that we're so much more righteous than the people who can't meet us. And in this episode, we really bust that paradigm wide open. Uh, we out ourselves and the ways in which you know, our, our shadow had been hijacking the dynamics that we, you know, we were not feeling met inside of. It's such a juicy episode. I especially am excited to bring Christine to all of you because she is one of our guest teachers in the upcoming Mutually Met program. She will be in month two teaching a guest workshop on radical self-responsibility and shadow work. And I I just can't think of a more perfect person to be guiding this conversation and to be in the conversation with me and with our entire crew of women who are journeying on this path together for the next six months. So if you've been feeling called, if you've been feeling the, you know, the niggling in your heart, you're like, yeah, you know what? I want to be mutually met. And yeah, I definitely overfunction. I definitely overgive. And I would like to quit that. I would like to actually get in right relationship with reality, right relationship with my body, right relationship with my feminine energy, remove some of those receivership blocks, open, 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 open deeply into my feminine energy, then this is the program for you. And we have got such a powerhouse lineup of teachers that are coming in to support. We've got embodiment sessions that are designed to support you in getting back into your body, which Christine and I talk about in this episode. It's a huge part of rewiring the nervous system, rewiring our patterns, is getting into the body and moving that material through. So we will be doing a lot of that in Mutually Met. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited to begin this journey with everybody who has already signed up and for everyone who is you know, going to pop in there in the next week because the doors close on April 30th. And there were a few requests for a more extended payment plan because, you know, COVID. And um, so we've added that in. There is now a 10-month payment plan, which brings it into, I think it's $269 a month. So we really didn't want there to be any limitation for you in terms of the tuition to get into the program. So we've added that extended payment plan for you. And all of that information can be found in the show notes, how to sign up. We have, you know, the first embodiment class is on the 27th of April. So you can still get in on that live session and they're all recorded anyway. So if you kind of sneak in there at the last minute, 
you'll have access to all of the content, all of the pre pre live sessions, and you'll get the the replays of those. And then we'll be we'll be off for the next six months and diving into this reclamation, this you know incredible journey that Christine is you know going to be joining us on. And I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have her in our coven to have her in this program she's so magical and i i just love how how much of a straight shooter she is there's just no shit you know with her that <laughs> that she doesn't take any shit and you just can't get away with shit with her and it's the best it's we need people like that you know to really move in the direction of taming those dragons within us and opening up to those beautiful dials of receivership. You know, we have to soften, and a lot of the times our dragons kind of protect us, but they also harden us. So she's going to be helping helping us slay some dragons in this program. I'm so excited. Um, and, you know, here we go. We're going to dive in. We're going to explore this with her in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. If you found this episode valuable, please do share it with someone who could also really benefit. We would love that. And here we go. Enjoy the episode, friends. We'll see you soon. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the, oh my God. <laughs> I almost I almost just said the Power Couple podcast. Can you please keep this in? Don't stop <laughs> I mean, it's recording, so I'm obsessed. Don't don't edit it. I love it. You know me. You know why this is happening? It's because I'm in your energy field, so and good. now you're getting all like like I'm all about the raw and the like. Un- if you've seen my Instagram videos, it's like pot roast is like whining in the background, <laughs> and the door is open, and he was like, "Mom," and I'm like, "I'm just gonna keep rolling because I'm yeah. We're just gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. So, welcome back to the Pleasure Portal Podcast, friends. I I forgot there for a second what the name of my own show was, but it's okay. We're back. We're back. And I think the reason why is because I am so excited to introduce my guest today, Christine Bano. My goodness, this woman is fucking fire. She is so magical. And I think what happens when we get into each other's energy field is that I start like really getting turned on and excited and my channel opens even more. And then there's all of this information coming through at lightning speed. And, you know, today, this is like the first conversation I'm having in the day. Like I haven't been awake for that long. Like my system isn't fully warmed up for this yet. (laughs) So. I'm, but I'm so excited to have you here. And I, like, I, I honestly can't remember where and how we met. I remember our first official date, but I know that we had known each other and been orbiting each other for quite some time. And I think that's such a special thing to highlight about our connection because sometimes there is a matter of timing before someone drops in and becomes like one of your BFFs. And if we are forcing an agenda, if we're forcing a relationship to take shape before it's ready, like we might miss out on the juiciness of that relationship. Because had we tried to force a relationship years ago, like I don't know that it would have clicked the way that it clicked when we did come together. Because when we sat down and had that first date with each other, it was like, 
like, tell me your life. Tell me your life. This is, this is everything that's happened in my life so far. <laughs> okay. I'm up to speed. Fantastic. And then it was like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to do life in each other's orbit for the rest of our time in this incarnation. Okay. Have a good afternoon. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I, I brought you to this coffee shop that is like my favorite place to go on first dates because a, the coffee is really delicious and those big comfy chairs. I'm like, this is a good place to kind of sit and get comfortable and like face each other and have a heart to heart conversation. And it's also a chill coffee shop. So it's not like too loud or too busy. And I think with both of us being super intuitive, like having a space that's a little quieter is helpful. And I'm just thrilled for everyone to get to know you and know your magic. Um, So thank you for saying yes to being here today. Uh, It was just number one. If you can hear any noise right now, that's pot roast drinking water. (laughs) And pot roast is Christine's dog. (laughs) Anyway, he just chooses the most, like, I'll be in the middle of a session and he'll just be like, like, we're going really deep. And all of a sudden you just hear this. Like, you fucking asshat you've been quiet all day you haven't you haven't moved once and now we're about to go into deep inner child work and now's the time yeah no? anyway. um I'm so happy to be here and I'm so excited that you asked me and um I know on, when we were on Clubhouse last Friday night, I was seeing something along the lines of like, yeah, I wasn't even really sure how we met. It was just this like yeah. moment of like girl crush where I was like, oh, Kelsey asked me to be on a podcast. I've made it. Life is over. <laughs> Drop the mic. I'm out. Everything's good. Everything's great. Everything's grand. Um, but that's kind of how, and I think the reason why we didn't probably connect back when we, like, I remember you were sort of in my space hovering. Um mm-hmm more like, I don't even know how many years ago that was now, but maybe three or four years or five years or whatever it was. Um, and I remember sort of running into you and seeing, I saw your Ted talk and I saw, I just remember always seeing you, um, and being attracted to you, but there wasn't an energetic match for me at Mm. that point. Um, Mm. I was too in sort of like disempowered state at that time. And I think too chaotic and too, um, out of my power to, in all honesty, to be an energetic match for you. Cause when I was like, I was talking to Allie the other day, one of our good mutual friends. And I just said, I'm like, whenever I'm in Kelsey's energy, I'm, I'm so anchored. Like, I'm just mm. so like right now I feel obviously like we're all jazzed up. So I feel yes. like, Excited. Um, but in general, there's, there's this sort of like very safe, very anchored feeling. And I think back then I still had the belief that women weren't safe and that, um, yeah, like just, I wasn't worthy or deserving of Mm. that kind of relationship. Like that sort of sisterhood seemed very out of my um, reach at that time. And so I think that from when I saw you to now is, is the the difference is that I've done so much inner work. And I think that Mm. inner work has really, the fruits of that inner work have been things like you and sisterhood and coming more into alignment and with purpose and mission and stuff. So it's been really cool to see that come and to have this relationship, which I'm forever grateful. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love you so much. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh, I think that's one of the key pillars of our sisterhood is, and we talked about this on 
on Clubhouse last Friday too, of that we're all just obsessed with each other and not in like a, a really unhealthy way, like a truly loving, open-hearted, like I want to see you shine and like whatever I can do to elevate you and to support you and cheer you on, you've got me for life, girl. Like, and that's the, the energy that weaves us all together. There's not one person in our coven, in our sisterhood that doesn't operate that way. And so it creates such, it creates such safety for everyone because we're not operating from this energy of competition of like, Oh, like she's my competition and I need to keep these things from her. Cause she might steal my ideas and run with them. Like there's none of that shit that's operating here. And it's such a different imprint for all of us, I think. And I'm just thrilled that you found your way into the orbit. And, and honestly, I found mine, like, I think back when I did my Ted talk, like shit was, going down in my life. It was like, talk about shadow work. Like that was my crash course into shadow work. Like literally my life blew up as I knew it because I'm a stubborn human, which is interesting because I don't have any earth in my astrology chart. (laughs) You sure? Got quite a few roots. (laughs) I know, right? This is the thing that always mind boggles me. People are like, you're so grounded. I'm like, huh? Cause I have zero earth in my astrology chart. Um, in but this, it, in this lifetime, in this lifetime, there is this astrologer, Deborah Silverman mm. who talks about the missing element. So when you have a missing element in your chart, you're either like completely like you overdo it with that element, or it's just like total chaos in that elemental area. Mm. So I think for a chunk of my life, it was chaos like I was so ungrounded and then I swung to the other extreme of like okay you need to learn how to do this you need to learn how to ground you need to learn how to grow roots and it wasn't until I moved to Vancouver that the rootedness started to happen Mm -hmm. and then you know I was feeling really good in that rootedness and then the universe is like all right wait for it Here we go. Here comes the chaos. Can you stay grounded in the wake of the greatest rupture and pain and, you know, humiliation and all of these things that I had to wade through at that stage of my life? And so I think that there's an element of me being ready for our sisterhood too. You know, it's, it wasn't just you getting ready for me. It was also me getting ready for you. And there were gifts that we would have to cultivate in terms of, you know, the chaos that we both experienced, the heartbreak that we both experienced that now lead us to this place now where we're these powerful witches who just conjure up the energies of the universe and be like, all right, what are we doing next? (laughs) So be it. So be it. Um, and what was coming in for me as you were speaking there was I think you and I were both in unison experiencing the energetic flip side of what we were calling forth. Yes. So yes. when I mean that, I just mean that it's obviously very clear that part of your soul mission or you know, part of this, I think every person has when people say, What's my purpose? I say, like you are your purpose, you coming into mm-hmm. full alignment with yourself, you kind of expanding into the fullness of yourself is your brand, is your foreverness. Because from you, you can always create whatever it is. Yes. So I never get attached yes. to any kind of like 
um, thing I create or career or whatever it is, because we're always expanding and we're always evolving into different versions or purposes or whatever that is. But um, I just kept hearing like you know that part of your calling is to be a leader in the relationship world, in the um, pleasure world, in the like self-reclamation like it's this coming home um as I am in a different way in terms of like people coming back into their power but I think that you know consciously unconsciously we were calling that forth there was this Mm -hmm. like universal like okay you've had your cute little human life you've done (laughs) your things you've had your things da 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 you want to be this transformational coach okay you want to be this relationship love coach this like you know, supporting women, like, okay, so you're calling it, but can you handle the energetic flip side? Mm-hmm. You want this. So here's mm-hmm. your soul's correct. Here's your criteria. Here's your course. Here's your fucking, it's going to take you 10 years of absolute fucking traumatizing hell, but out of it, you are going to be the leading edge expert in what your field is. So it's mm-hmm. like you're, cause I think that's the thing is so often when we call things forth, it's like, okay, I want this thing so badly. And it's like, the universe is like, amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. So I know you can handle all the good shit. Like let's, yeah, of course the, like the, the, the fame and the fun and the money mm-hmm. and all, the, all that kind of stuff. Sure. No problem. But it's so often, again, it's like, can you handle what, what potentially could come along with that? So if I mm-hmm. want to be in uh, on TV and in an interview where it's like, you can, sure. But like, can you, are you an energetic match on both sides? So can you yes. handle if somebody says to you, oh God, look how ugly she is or look how blah, 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 or look how blah, or hate the way she said, like, it's like, if you can't handle that, the universe is not mm-hmm. going to dish out that. So mm-hmm. you know, you're calling forth this, like, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be in this world. And the universe yes. is like, oh, she's calling forth. Here we go. Let us give her everything so that she can master mm-hmm. this because I don't know about you, but when I'm working with somebody or I'm listening to somebody, there's something about their energetic field where I'm like, they've, they've been through some shit. They're not talking from a place of theory. They're not yes. talking from a place. And I think that's why I struggle sometimes with certain um, more traditional counselors or therapists was because when I'm in those, there was times where I was like, they'd be saying something or giving a recommendation. I was like, I kind of wanted to sit there and be like, this is kind of back in my, again, asshat days, but I was like, <laughs> okay, so you, you're telling me to do this. Have, have you been, have you been like, cheated on and betrayed and had this happen and like had blah, 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 blah. And this and this and this, or like, you know, when I was in the depths of my like adrenal fatigue and stuff and they were like, okay, so just do these, just, you just need to do these, these things. They just need to like blah, blah, blah. And like giving me this like prescription list. And I was like, have you been driving over the Lionsgate bridge and thought you're going to crash your car because you started thinking about all the stress you had in your life. And so you're about to have a panic attack and you feel like your body's going to shut down. So I think there's something that like really living to the edge and you kind of like go to the certain point where the universe is like, okay, that's the threshold. Yes. And yes. we're going to, we're going to let you experience that. And, you know, I think before what the difference was when I would go through those stages, um, I'm really all about mind, body, spirit, sort of all the connectedness of it. But I think that in that time I went right into spirit. So it was all about mm. like, the bigger picture and why this was happening. And I think obviously that spiritual component is so incredibly important, but it was like this big jump into like, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be okay. Da, 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 da. And so for so many years, I was like, this whole manifesting thing, this whole like magnetizing, these whole affirmations, like none of this shit works for me. I think I'm fucked. I think I'm fucked up. I think it's like, <laughs> 
there's something wrong with my manifester button. Can we um, like, find you this? Like, like, I'm saying all these things and I'm doing these things and why aren't they working? Why aren't these spiritual principles working? And then I was going crazy being like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And all spirit was like, girl, you have a human body and you have a mm-hmm. nervous system. Mm-hmm. You have a nervous system? Like you have, tra- you've got some PTSD. And I, I don't think I connected to PTSD because I was like, well, I wasn't like, raped as a child I didn't grow up in a war country like I couldn't connect with that and I didn't really understand but just obviously a lot of deep internal work it was like taking care of that human component so that the spiritual principles can actually really work and land on an energetic level and so it's like all these things work but they can't work when you're planting seeds in the back of your garden where it's like there's like dog crap everywhere and there's like weeds and you have no idea what's happening you're like where the fuck did I plant that seed something's not working mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. your backyard is mangled yeah <laughs> we need to do some maintenance here <laughs> some excavation <laughs> badly need to build the garden first before we plant the seeds but you gotta move along we don't know what, yeah. what is growing there is some dead skunks all over the place and I love Jensen Cheryl's uh I'm paraphrasing, but in her book, You Are a Badass, which I love. She was like, it's so comical, but she's like, it's like when you're shocked with the unconscious mind and it's like, you're, it's like you have a dead skunk underneath your house and all you're doing mm-hmm. is hanging a bunch of air fresheners. And it's like, yes, I am love and light. And your unconscious is like, no, you're fucking not. You're, uh-uh. stupid. you're ugly. You're this, you're that, you're fat, whatever the things are. And so mm-hmm. I love it where it's like, there's some temporary sort of pacifiers or band-aids that we can use. But I think at the end of the day, kind of bypassing that really deep internal work is, yeah. is really the key to freedom, I think. So absolutely. And everything you're saying really makes so much sense about that chapter of my life when we first started orbiting each other, because that was like the ultimate introduction and like crash course in shadow work for me. Because I too had gone the path of like very, very spiritual and like everything happens for a reason and like always finding meaning and like creating meaning that not only empowered me, but allowed me to survive and allowed me to move through some really challenging times prior to that. But what I realized in that rupture was that I hadn't actually dealt and alchemized those things that had happened in my past. Mm -hmm. So they were the dead skunk in the basement of my house and they were really fucking shit up for me. And so when I went through you know, years of infidelity with a former partner, like that was the thing. That was the thing that was painful enough for me to finally drop down and in finally. And, you know, that element of spiritual meets practical, like practical magic is my jam. You know, if we talk about magic, we talk about spirituality, that's fantastic. But how do we root that in a practical form like how do we actually express that in our day-to-day like if we don't have a way to take these spiritual concepts and work them into our daily life well we're just kind of bypassing we're using that as a way to avoid feeling the major discomfort and like shadow work is not you know pleasurable all the time like it's fucking gnarly <laughs> whenever I'm working with people on shadow work I will often give real life examples of myself and in the courses I built in the videos and stuff I will give real life because I think sometimes it's like hard to actually there's like the theory of it and you're like okay yeah that sounds good but like what does that sound like and what does that like feel like and I mean 
I have journals that are like, (laughs) I've called friends up and been like, I'm fucking terrified of myself right now. This bitch who lives inside of me is like, she's going to kill. Like it's, yeah. I remember having a, um, this, it was still one of my aha moments. And I think, I can't remember if I told you about this or not, but it was like when I met myself as the predator and Mm. you've seen that movie back in whatever the eighties, this terrifying Mm. where the predators like chasing after like scary shit, like alien times. Anyways. So I remember, um, I always saw myself as you know, I'm kind of like, um, <laughs> recovering codependent, yes. hard, hardcore crippling codependency. Um, and so oh, it's so funny. I just have to say this quote, it like popped in today. Um, I was out of the ocean and I was like sitting there and, um, Wayne Dyer, I, it's my sound fucking crazy, but I, he's one of my spirit guides. Like, mm. I don't know what happened like two months after he passed. I didn't really know who he was at the time. Yeah. This is years ago. And he popped in like two months to the day that he died. And he was oh. like, we were having a full blown conversation. And I call him like Wayne on tap where it's just like, I can ask a question and he'll be like, crazy. there you go. Crazy. Um, anyways, but I was sitting there today at the ocean and I went to go, go in, went to my Google search and Google, I don't even know something like whatever it was. And like, all of a sudden it popped up Wayne Dyer's three levels of spiritual awakening. And I was like, I saw that link like two years ago. Like it just happened to be right there. And then I went through and I was like, there's something in here for me. And then there's this quote where he says, loss of a particular relationship is unbearable when there is no relationship to self. Mm. And I just had this like moment of like, Oh shit. Yes. Yes. Oh shit. Like that is feels true. (laughs) how all the times where I couldn't bear to have a relationship where, or I couldn't lose a relationship because Mm -hmm. I had no relationship with self. So it was like, if that relationship was gone, there was nothing left. Mm -hmm. So there was almost that equaling of like death. I could never understand that there was that. um, Anyways, shit. I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with the codependency thing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where you were going, but I'm really talking about, sorry, I'm just trying to think here. We were talking about shadow work and, Oh, in relationships predator. and predator <laughs> sorry i'm totally okay. lost sorry fucking wayne shut it off okay um <laughs> like, what am i cute i'm not gonna plug you you're dead okay so anyways <laughs> when i was going through this um so my history with relationships was like hardcore codependency it was yeah. like the point where i lost myself in all relationships and i saw myself as the victim Mm. a very safe place for me of like things happen to me I have no control I can't believe this like I always found myself in relationships where I was cheated on I would uh they'd be like often like dating somebody on the side there would be chronic lying there would be always an addiction some sort of addiction mm-hmm. always kind of switched depending yes. on the relationship. it was a gambling addict and then there was a guy addicted to rage and weed and then there was like drug cocaine and woman like it was this whole sort of like myriad of different addiction mm-hmm. men and I realized like there was the me who was like I'm a victim I'm a victim in mm-hmm. all this and I'm not in no way shape or form negating their behavior any kind of behavior sure of course but it's more that there was this like zero accountability for me and I remember just like having this moment of sitting there and I was in a coaching session with my coach And I just had this, like, it was kind of right when I was diving into the shadow work and I didn't see myself as a co-creator of really of the relationship. Like there was a little bit of that, but I had a really hard time buying that. I was kind of like, no, I don't know. Mm -mm. 
nope, mm-mm, nope. All them, all, all them. All happening to me. This is my, mm-hmm. I am the innocent victim. Nobody knows how bad it is. I can't believe this. Like, um, doing no work around what I was getting out of that. And so yeah. when I saw, I had this visual and I just, she like, she's like, are you okay? And I just like, stop. I literally just like had to connect with this visual. And I saw myself as the predator. And it was like this horrifying realization of like, oh my God, like I was the predator. Mm. I was not the victim in the relationship. I was the predator because I was like searching and choosing men who I knew would fuck up. Mm -hmm. I knew they were chaotic. They, Mm -hmm. I knew I was certain they would fuck up. And I realized that what I was getting out of that was that I was getting in that cycle of dysfunction. I was always getting temporary power. Yes. So my payoff was this temporary power because deep down inside, it was so sad, but I didn't, I had, I didn't understand that I could just be a strong empowered woman. Mm -hmm. I had to land myself in situations and environments where somebody would be doing something worse than me so that I could feel temporarily better about myself And then I would lose that sense of power and then it would just recycle. It's a cyclical thing. And I remember just Mm -hmm. having this moment of like, Ooh. And so I got to know, like, I was like, I'm an apex predator. (laughs) I love you. I am an apex predator. Like, holy shit. Like, this is wild. And so I remember just doing some, um, like really deep. And I worked with Robert Masters for a long time. I've done a lot of work with him and, um, I use actually a lot of his practices now when I'm working with people like the kind of getting more into the unconscious and that sentence completion, really just getting people into states where, cause it, it was what worked for me. Like I always, mm-hmm. I tend to practice and to work with people when I'm working with people. I do stuff that's really been impactful for me. I don't want to do techniques and stuff that haven't really aligned for me. So, mm-hmm. but I love it because you get to know yourself so, and like what's yeah. actually lurking there. And I remember just meeting that girl where I was like, she was having a shit fit and like literally she was like which was trying to like bring me to my knees she's like you're a piece mm-hmm. of shit you're fucking disgusting you deserve to be cheated on you're humili- you're a humiliation like mm-hmm. you're unlovable and you do not deserve good things in your life it was just this like wow. and what i realized was like holy shit by always being around people who are chaotic i never had to drop in because well no wonder because it's terrifying yeah. down there in the pit yeah like, fuck me. Um, but it was like when I would go down there, but the thing, it was the key to freedom because when I started to get in those voices and understand that every time I did shadow work for me personally, every time there was like the big shadow that I was running from those thoughts that kept, were kind of like controlling my life whenever it would like dissipate and I would let it, I would actually literally sit there and invite it to the dinner table and be like, keep going. I want to know more. Tell me about you. Mm. Tell me about what you've seen. Tell me about your pain. And over time it would, like the whole big shadow and scary thing would just like dissolve. And it'd be this tiny child yeah. like sitting there and bawling and being like, I'm so scared. And you weren't mm. listening to me. You weren't mm-hmm. listening to me. And so I had to make myself this massive thing in order to get your attention and try, which I'm trying to keep you safe and you don't understand. And like, the more I get to know that voice. And if, if not, if now, even now, if gnarly thoughts come in, I actually will like right away, I'll sit down and I'll get my journal out and I'll just say like, what would you have me know? What are you trying to tell mm. me? Um, and like last time when I was just recording these videos for these containers that I'm building right now, I had all this like chatter start to come up and I was like in Whistler trying to record these videos. And I was like, what is happening? Like yeah. I have 48 hours to record 18 videos. Things are not going well. I haven't started. I'm sitting mm-hmm. here crushing scones. I don't know what's happening. And she, <laughs> and she was like, 
and it was a shadow being like, you're, you're a piece of shit. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to like, mm-hmm. no, you're, this is a waste of your time. People are going to, you're not going to know everything. Like it was all these voices. So I sat yeah. down and again, underneath it, when I finally got to the root of it, there was this tiny child being like, we're, you're putting us out. Like when I was younger, I was bullied and kind of humiliated and mm-hmm. really shamed my body and all this different stuff. So mm-hmm. when I, all that was happening was she was getting terrified because I was, I'm expanding to a new level again. I'm yeah. about to put ourselves out there and be seen on video and heard. Mm-hmm. And she, her whole thing was like, she was trying to keep me safe by saying like, well, what if, what if you say something that might be perceived as racist? And I was like, I don't, can't even imagine that I would say anything like that, but mm-hmm. no, right. Like, or what if mm-hmm. I say something where somebody thinks I'm not being um, gender conscious or, you know, like what if I say she or he, and there's like people who identify as non-binary, like there's all these different things where she was trying to hook in and, yes. and think me like hook and sink. And I just had to say, like, I totally get it. And I've kind of learned that I can handle the energetic flip side. So mm-hmm. if somebody does say that to me, I will do my absolute best in that moment to like, really go deep on that and maybe that's another transformation for me to learn and grow and evolve and apologize or whatever it is but the shadow I notice keeps coming up every time and the more like every time I evolve and grow and expand and hit a new level um she she often will come up and Mm -hmm. what's cool about it is that now I know if those things are coming up I'm like whoa I'm really hitting a new level and I think that's most people don't expand into their greatness is because those thoughts can I mean those thoughts can be crippling mm-hmm. to the point of like well I can't I can't risk that somebody says something or blah 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 and so I think the more that you know you get to know the shadow it's so incredible and can integrate it and can really love it and just see it for what it is um I don't reject it I just I'm like that's just a part of me who's trying to keep yeah. me safe and that's his job and I honor I honor that and I can I can handle those thoughts knowing it's not like when it tells me I'm disgusting and ugly and all the things, like I kind of can third party see that it's just mm-hmm. a little kid having a temper tantrum and just yes. spit mud at a wall, hoping something will stick that will yes. like trigger me. And I think that when I've heard the nastiest things for myself, I'm like, there's not really anything anybody could say at this point that would probably be worse than right. my <laughs> It's just a bit crazy. So, well, you know what? We're all, we're just, I'm good. Gonna- we're golden here. Good, I'm golden. I'm, I can kind of just keep going. Um, so, There's so much gold in what you just shared. I see so, and as we get to know each other, like I see more of myself in you. And I imagine that that reflection happens on your side too. But what you were talking about in terms of the predator <laughs> and being like, wait, I'm the predator. And... <laughs> I've had that same realization, especially that relationship where it was the four-year relationship where there was multiple bouts of infidelity. And like, I was victimized in that relationship. And when I really got down into the radical self-responsibility in that relational container, and I looked back in time, I'm like, how did this relationship begin? And I remember we were at an all-day, all-gay party at Pride. Fucking yes. Awesome. It was the best. I was in a rainbow tutu covered in glitter. I was in my happy place. And we were in my friend's living room because he would host these all-day, all-gay parties. And we were all sitting in a circle. My back was to the door. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the door opens and every woman in the room, her like head just turns 
to the door. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I turn and this gorgeous guy walks through. I'm like, and I remember thinking to myself, huh, if all of them want him, mm-hmm. I will be the one to get him. That's literally how our relationship began. That's how me being the predator, like in those moments of like, okay, the, all these women are my competition, first of all, and I'm going to overpower all of them. I will turn on every single magical knob that I've got. And I am going to enchant this man into loving me. I will get him. I don't care what it takes, but I will get him. And it worked. (laughs) It did. We are pretty much the same person. (laughs) I literally (laughs) have had those moments where now that I, as you're speaking, that's exactly how my relationships were. It was, they were the coolest. They were, they were seen as the item. It was mm-hmm. like, that is, I, same thing. I've literally had moments where it's like, I've locked eyes and been like, you're my prey. Like I'm coming for yes. you. You will yes. love me. I will, mani- I will do, I will become a anything. I will do mm-hmm. anything. I will do anything. I will be anything. Like, so I would completely, exactly. It was this like, creepy thing where at the end of the day it's like their head on a like holding it up I mean yeah. like I hunted you and I found you and I won you and they're like mm-hmm. you're they're like <laughs> terrified of <laughs> but I mean that every I realized how much of it was so twisted because I always went for the men that all the women wanted yes and so there was this like I've won sensation versus mm-hmm. it being like wow I'm in a really anchored strong relationship where there's sort of this mutual it was always generally um, it was always from dysfunction. It was always coming from mm-hmm. a place of, I feel poor about myself. This is validation that yes. I have made it. I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I am a desirable woman, you know, and then I get upset because I'm not fulfilled in the relationship. And then I blame it on them because it's yes. so much easier to blame. Like, Oh, well, it's your so fault. To blame. It's your fault. It's your fault. I can completely pass the, pass the blame. The problem is, is that it left me. And it sounds like you in a completely mm-hmm. like, totally out of power you know what I mean it's it's an icky place and I think Mm -hmm. that it's a very it's hard on the system right like I know for me it's just Mm -hmm. so much nervousness like fight or flight constantly feeling out of control because when I'm outsourcing my power um, or feeling temporary hits of it it's like that's sometimes over time it's like that's what I think that all there is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're basically the same person We really, really are like, there's so much that resonates about that and getting into befriending my shadow was the pathway through. And not to say that I'm never going to have that impulse to hunt again. We're wild shooters, baby. Yeah. Like I, I'm a Leo, I'm a lion. Like I have that instinct to hunt Sure. and there's like, there's a better relationship a more harmonious, loving relationship that I have with that younger part of me. Like when I distilled it down to, it was just my inner child. And she was like, you have been ignoring me for so long. And I have needs that you don't advocate for. And if you don't advocate for them, I will have to morph myself into this demon to get your fucking attention. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, that sounds on brand for me. <laughs> and having 
bit of a sense of humor with my inner child of validating her. I mean, like, you know what, kid? Like, you're so right. It does take a lot to get my attention. And I'm going to do a better job of connecting with you every day so that you don't have to scream or morph or become this probably terrorizing like energy to yourself in order to get my attention. And as the functional adult here, I'm going to give you my word to advocate for my needs, which was one of the gifts of my last relationship because it was so different. Like it wasn't this hunting energy, first of all, like I, he'd kind of been orbiting me for a while on Instagram, but like there was no me like, you know, putting all these like robot blocks in place of like, okay, well, he's going to pick up like this piece of bread and he's going to follow the bread trail and like finally get to me. It was like, I'm just living my life. I'm doing the things that are good for me mm-hmm. and I'm in my power. And then boom, he shows up. And in that relationship, I got to really practice advocating for myself and my needs. Was it perfect? No, but it was a quantum leap from where I had been in previous relationships. And that was the reason why the relationship had to end as well, because intuitively I knew like we'd gone as far as we could go and my needs weren't being met no matter how many times that I brought them up or shared them. Like we just weren't able to meet each other in those ways. Not because he isn't a great dude, like he's a great dude. We just relationally can't click together the way that we both need and want. Mm -hmm. And so to prevent like a shit storm, I'm like, all right, it's time to advocate the pandemic happened. I'm like, all right, we gotta, we gotta pull the bandaid off here. This is not a comfortable thing to do. And I know it's going to hurt him, but mm-hmm. I can't live my life for somebody else anymore. I can't morph myself into a chameleon, a pretzel in order to appease, you know, his needs, which it's not even appeasing his needs. If, if I'm not happy and fulfilled in the relationship, there's a part of him that is also not happy and fulfilled in in the relationship. And he may not be aware of it or not advocating for it, but either way, like it's, if it's not a yes for one person, it's a no for both. Yeah. And, you know, it was such a huge, you know, victory in many ways to end that relationship as painful as it was, as long as it took for us to actually uncouple, like And even that was such an interesting process because there was so much love, even though there was a little bit of, you know, stuff that came up for us, there was still such a baseline of love and it didn't have to be like, oh, I have to make him into this monster in order to say goodbye to him Mm. in order to end the relationship. I don't need to blow up the relationship and do something truly atrocious or act in ways for him to do something truly atrocious. And then I can be righteous and blame him and be like, see, you're the bad human. And I am the magical mystical person who never does anything wrong. You know, like that righteousness is so in my code, it's in my blueprint. And that's the underbelly that I've had to really dance with. And I'm like, Mm. no, you don't get to rule the roost anymore. You do not get to be the one who is, you know, making this person out to be a monster because he isn't, he's just Mm. not your person and that's okay. And what if you could let him go in love? And that means being truthful about your needs. And that meant listening to my inner child and having dialogue with her on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times throughout the day of like, what's really true for you? Like, what about this relationship isn't 
jiving for you Mm. and really getting the inner world of like, it was more of of an emotion, like a feeling, a connection that was missing. Mm. And also like, I'm the queen of sex and pleasure. Like I have such a high sex drive. And in that relationship, like the biggest lie that I ever told myself was that I didn't have a high sex drive. I'm like, that's interesting. Like I've never done that before. And so that's kind of what's being teased out right now of like, oh, let's, let's play with that. Like, what is that about? Like, and it's exactly what you were saying of like going to the next level. And then, oh, we get like all of this tension or these, you know, shadow narratives that come in trying to sabotage us from expanding into that next level. And it's about dancing with that material so that we can step up and into the next iteration of where we're going. So Christine, I fucking love you. This is so brilliant. I feel like we could talk forever. I know. Well, what kept coming up for me um, when I was listening to you speak there was like, I don't know if this resonates for you, but it kind of just kept pinging in around. I believe that once we've had some really chaotic cycles and we've had a really strong intention and we're in alignment with that new desire, like our thoughts, our words, our, our um, actions are in alignment with that. So, like I think of there's these relationships that are almost like they're the stepping stone relationships or they're like the neutralizing relationships. Yes. It's like they're not the forever, but they're the one, like when I see that the energy of your um, old partner, it's almost this like invitation of like, I can't hold you potentially fully in all that you are, but I'm here mm-hmm. to support you on your journey to be this, um, this stepping stone out of the chaos, maybe not into the forever, but I'm this like yeah. neutralizing energy so that you can understand, you can rewire the neural pathway around Mm -hmm. relationship breakup equals chaos destruction you're a bad person I need to shame you I need to block you I need to hashtag cancel I don't know what whatever whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean this it's like there's a new way where we can like really respectfully um end something not making either one of us wrong there's just this beautiful sort of um respect and like yeah this wasn't the right thing but like thank you for showing up for me and for showing me that there is something possible so that when you do enter the new relationship you're not coming from the baseline of chaos you're coming from the baseline of like neutrality and openness and receptivity which is the energy that brings calls love love magnetizes that new partner Mm -hmm. in because there's this like trust that it, it can be a beautiful way and if it doesn't work out as well like I think heading into things of like, they have to work out. This has to work out. This has to work out. It's like, there's this like, whoa, shit. And I think both people feel that mm-hmm. versus I'll always, my baseline is even at my worst, I was okay. And yeah. so any, you know, I'm, and now I'm great. And now I'm ready for like this expansive, really beautiful um, relationship. Um, mm-hmm. So that came in. And then also just to speak a little bit about the inner child, just briefly, but it, um, when you were talking about that, it, so resonated um, of how I see it that I didn't realize like when I was doing inner child work and still do daily, um, I didn't realize that my ignoring that child like was so re-traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I even really connected that a long time ago because it was like, oh, okay. Because well, the story of my life was like, I had these experiences, I was bullied and I just disassociated and shut down. So it's sort of like freeze or kind of retract or not feel safe or whatever it was. So not only did the initial incident happen where I feel like the emotional impact wasn't actually didn't run a cycle. So there was almost this like freezing sensation, if you want to call it, where it's just like everything 
like the situation kind of got frozen in my system and my energy body and my like belief systems and all the things. Right. So I can't imagine it being frozen. So not only did that initially happen time and time again, um, but then kind of really never going back and addressing, which I think so many people don't, there's kind of just this, like, I know for me, I would actually make fun. Like I would look at pictures of myself when I was younger and I would re like reject that child. I'd be like, Oh my God, you guys look how like when I was like kind of teenager in twenties, mm-hmm. look how fat I was. Oh my God. I'm so disgusting. Oh my God. Like barf. I can't even believe that used to be me. My friends were like, Oh my God, I can't believe to be you. And like, it was this whole thing. So there was this like, like no wonder my shadow was fucking pissed. Cause it was like, mm-hmm. I'm traumatized. I'm this innocent child. And now I'm going to go and make fun of it again. Yes. And then when it comes up to be seen, I shove it down with food mm-hmm. or with, Netflix or with shopping or with codependent, like men, like, okay, I just need to, if I just hooked into men, I don't need to deal with myself. So there's this constant, constant, constant re-traumatizing. Um, and so, yeah, like it's, you know what I mean? It's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I think of now, like, cause if you imagine like a toddler, I mean, if you imagine yourself as a child or like, if you were actually to imagine that you were walking around your day-to-day life and there was this small child constantly tugging at you and being like, I'm really scared. I'm really freaked out. I don't know what to do. I don't have tools. Like, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Like you were walking around, you know, your apartment constantly with this child and you just kept ignoring it. Like it makes my heart hurt even thinking about mm-hmm. it. But it's like, that's kind of what's happening internally. Yes. And we're constantly just being like, shut up, go away. I don't want to talk to you. And eventually over time, that child's going to turn like rabid and be like, <sighs> like it's going to turn mm-hmm. into an animal of like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what happens. I don't get my needs met. And then it's just constant like recycling. Yes. And, um, anyways, that's just what was coming up for me. And now like, you know, like you, there's this daily check-in of like, I know what my brain has mm-hmm. on the agenda. Mm-hmm. But what is my heart? What is my soul? And what is my inner child? Like how yes. is this is what I desire, but also let's have a little check-in with her. Like let's sit yeah. on the couch, bring her onto my lap and be like, how do you feel about this? And do you have any fears about this? Mm-hmm. Okay, you have fears about this. Okay, got it. Like I can, doesn't mean we're going to stop, but it means I'm going to like honor you and see yes. you. And just like a parent would with a child of like, I understand you want to have <sighs> Neapolitan ice cream for breakfast. Can't <laughs> right now. Yeah. So like, I see you. And mm-hmm. no. So it's kind of yes. like, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's that. It's like, I'm like, cause I find every time I do that, it again, neutralizes that sort of scenario. Yes it brings that sense of inner peace. And I think that's what so many people are lacking right now, this sense of inner peace and why I'm so passionate about the work I do is just because it's like, there's so much oftentimes internal chaos of people that Mm. it's hard to decipher what is what, like, what is this? What is that? Okay. I'm having a fear or I'm being triggered. Okay. Like when I work with clients are like, Oh, my husband did this thing and I freaking lashed out, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, let's just, hold on let's like mm-hmm. rewind and let's dismantle this a little bit mm-hmm. how much of this is about the situation how much of it are you bringing old like old coding old, old baggage mm-hmm. all this stuff into the scenario so um anyways it's just it's such cool work I find mm-hmm. to like really go in the internal journey because there's so much freedom yes. where you start listening to your soul and listening to what's trying to move through you or work through you so my heart feels so expansive right now and it's like all warm and tingly like oh this is so nourishing everything that you're saying and as you're saying it there's a photo that I got this I blew up this photo of me and my niece from a few Mm -hmm. years ago we were at a wedding and her and I look very similar so oftentimes like she would be mistaken for my child which I thought was really interesting because in many ways, like that's when I really started doing this inner child work was when she was born. Mm 
And at this point, I think she was like two or three in this photo. And she's literally in my lap. Our heads are cocked the same way. We're both wearing sunglasses. We both have the same expression. And so I put it where I can see it every single day like mm. when I'm on calls or when I'm just around my apartment. So it's a visual reminder to connect in with my inner child because I imagine my inner child looks a lot like my niece mm. and she's been such an important reminder. And when she, you know, has her temper tantrums, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I so get it. And the way that I'll dance with her is so different than maybe I would have if she was born 10 years ago. I probably would have been that aunt that was like really annoyed, really triggered, be like, shut up, just stop it. And now I'm like, kid, I get it. Like, I just had a big cry the other day too. She's like, you did? Yeah, yeah, girl, I did. (laughs) And like, just understanding her world, like getting her world, like, and she was terrified to go back to school. Mm. And so there was like some acting out that was happening last year and just getting down on her level, like eye to eye. I mean, like, tell me what you're afraid of and let's talk about it. Like it's, you know, it's okay and normal to be afraid. Right. She's like, it is. And I felt like I was talking to myself in those moments and like my niece and nephew are such gifts for that because they help me, you know, reconnect to my inner child through their presence and through their being. And what I get to practice with them. And I imagine this is true. Like I know you're a mom and um, your daughter is fucking phenomenal. She's our youngest and favorite coven member. (laughs) She's the sound healer of the group, everybody. She's the ringleader. She's the ringleader. (laughs) She's got the crown on every time. And, you know, having those little humans around can be such a trigger or they can be such an invitation Mm -hmm. to connect to those parts of ourselves that we might've rejected and denied for so long. So Mm -hmm. I love that you brought that up. So powerful and so Mm -hmm. important. All right. Now it's time for us to do some rapid fire before we wrap up. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Ooh, I love this one. What is something you're celebrating in your life right now? Oh, I'm celebrating so many things. Tell me about it. I'm celebrating on all levels. There's like, I'm celebrating the fact that I saw an eagle this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating the fact, like I called it in. I, I, um, I'm celebrating that just how like how much that the, how much I'm reaping again, the fruits of my labor from that internal world. Like I just see it's like the, the visual I'm getting is like, I was so dense and heavy for so long. And when I did all that internal excavation, it's like my soul is like, I'm living in alignment with my soul's purpose. And I think that's the biggest celebration. Um, you know, I'm having so like, it kind of all happens on all, all levels where all of a sudden I'm able to reconnect in a relationship that in all fingers pointing was probably destined to end. I'm mm. able to have sisters that, you know, like this group of women who it's like, I could, my ego would be like, Oh, they're all like too big to this. Like they're all, too, they're, they've got too much stuff. You're this too, you're too small for this group. And like, I'm constantly inspired and being elevated and expanded by, um, being held in that container. And I'm celebrating 
this month, like having my first, it's looking like potentially like a 30 K month. Like I'm having, yeah, like I'm having financial abundance. And this is coming from a, like a woman who up until doing like the really, really deep work was like, kind of like on like a thousand, no, sorry. For five years, I had no paycheck because I opened my own business mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. a brick and mortar business. And so I had no paycheck. So this is coming from like a year ago, making maybe 20 grand a year. And so mm-hmm. this is like been an, again, a quantum leap in terms yes. of like aligning with my soul's purpose. And that's, I'm so passionate of helping others do the same, but it's like, I'm celebrating I sell, I'm literally got in the habit of celebrating all the time because I realize how much celebration anchors in like basically that message to the universe of like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Like I used Thank to, you. Thank you. anytime I hit a milestone, small, big, whatever, it's like, I will celebrate whether it's a cup of coffee or whether it's a glass of champagne or whether it's like, like whatever it is, I've gotten in the habit and it's totally transformed my life of like celebrating. Mm. There's so many things I celebrate on a day-to-day basis where I'm just like, this is fuck- like, doesn't mean I don't have my moments, but I'm like, of course, of course. my baseline is like, this is fucking epic. Life is yes. epic. Yeah. So, yes. so yeah. that's the best answer to that question I think I've ever got. Okay. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, ooh, how has pleasure shifted your relationship to magic? Mm, so the, this is a really cool question. So I used to be the queen of like, I'm going to go for dinner and I'm going to order what's on the happy hour menu, even though I have zero desire, it's going to give me zero pleasure. It's probably going to give me gut rot. And, but it is eight 99. Mm-hmm. So like there was this connection of like not allowing myself pleasure um, in from the way I washed my body to the way that I would be in terms of like a physical interaction or having sex. Like there was this uh, or like, every part of my life, it was like, I don't deserve pleasure. And so Mm -hmm. I was always in this like lack mentality or this kind of like very like want, want was a very like, "Mm," like just really like, you are sad, sad, sad. So the more that I've allowed myself pleasure and it is a rewiring of like, um, again, I understand this is a privilege, but taking myself, like if I desire pleasure in a massage to buying myself, do I need a $62 candle? Sure don't. Sure don't. But I got one. Do I desire a wild rose? Wild rose is like my favorite on earth. So like, like giving myself pleasure in little things, having a crystal here. Like I just find that give it, the more I give myself pleasure and I allow myself to receive pleasure. Um, and I really, really provide it for myself. My whole magic portal has completely opened up. Meaning that like the more, kind of this like wild experiment where it's like I keep going almost like to the like quantum casino and I'm like okay I'm gonna go and I'm going to like I desire and I'm like I live from a place of pleasure now versus like like and pleasure and desire like it's like the more I go if I go to the quantum casino and I'm like I desire this. This is going to give me so much pleasure. This is going to light my soul up like nothing else. Even if it's like scary and on the edge of like, this doesn't really make, does it really make sense to invest 20 grand on a year long program where I'm getting zero coaching. And it's just like, does it make a lot of sense? Sure. doesn't. Yep. My brain could be like, we're in a pandemic, blah, 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 blah things. And my heart's like, my soul's like, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Put it mm-hmm. all on black. And every time I gamble on myself from a place of pleasure, mm. from a place of desire, I cash in 
all the fucking sh- like the universe is like bing 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 so like every time I take this big leap on myself because I am my greatest investment every time mm-hmm. I take these leaps and I provide myself desire pleasure things I want um it's like it's literally like every time it's like here's your reward here is more money here is more great relationships here is this uh, opportunity that came out of nowhere it's like mm-hmm. this wild so all of a sudden my magic has completely expanded and I'm not only do I have the pleasure and the desire where I'm like, this is fun. There's also this like magic that comes out of nowhere. Yes. Where the universe is like, Hmm. Okay. Like money is a feminine energy. So it's like mm-hmm. here. And this girl wants to have fun over here. Like she's, she's over here. You know, she's playing to win. So let's like drop her. Let's bring her friends on over and her friends are all going to mm. dance. And we're going to have a fucking party. So it's just like, Fuck the, yeah. more, <laughs> the, more, the more I allow myself pleasure and to be in my feminine energy and not like really letting myself receive and play and mm-hmm. have fun and, um, align more to the energy of joy where, where, which is where money and things exist. It's like, I'm just playing in a whole different realm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'll go to the quantum casino with you anytime. FYI. Yes, sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Final question. Okay. If you could whisper a nugget of pleasure wisdom to 13-year-old you, what would you tell her? The first thing that came in was it's safe to receive. Mm. That's like the first thing that dropped Mm -hmm. in right away. Because I just saw a visual of her and that was when I was really in my like very disassociated with like body and not feeling at all desire. Like it was like that, like bad. Like I remember sitting there, I I don't have a lot of memories, but I remember sitting there and looking out the car window and I was just like praying to God that I could go at that time. That was kind of like when fat camps existed, like, mm. like that was sort of a thing. And I remember just sitting there and praying and being like, please let me go to like a fat camp, please let me go and like mm. get help. And it was just like, I, there was no, um, it wasn't like we're all equal. It was like, I am so damaged that I need fundamentally there's something wrong with me. So I need to like, I think that's kind of where the codependency as well came from. I need to work so much harder Mm -hmm. and I need to give, 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 and then maybe I'll be seen or validated or even just like accepted. Mm -hmm. So I think just really speaking to her and like holding her by the shoulders and being like, it's it right now. It doesn't feel this way. But down the road, you are going to receive like you can never imagine, like open Mm -hmm. yourself up and really just allow yourself, like trust that this is just part of your soul's curriculum. And you had, Mm -hmm. this is part of your experience. And, you know, whether, whether we like it or not, we chose this and, you know, it doesn't, we're not negating your pain, but like, it's going to be okay to receive. And it is something that you're just experiencing the contrast and the lack of, Mm -hmm. so that when you do experience the pleasure, it is going to taste so so much sweeter. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Yummy. Okay. So where can people find you? Because I mean, I just want more of you. Like, and this is such a great place to end the episode because I'm like, I want to keep going, which means probably people want to keep listening and we'll just have to keep bringing you back. <laughs> and <laughs> Christine part 53. <laughs> 1,012. <laughs> People are like, stop. Stop talking, you two. Um, Where can people find you? What are you offering? If people want to work with you and be in your orbit, in your magic, what what offerings do you have for people? Yes, I'm really redefining my business right now. I... um... I mean, I still own the studio, so obviously you can come down to the studio, but that's really kind of like, uh, that's sort of like 
um, not really what I, I am in full time right now. So I'm an intuitive coach. Um, I'm kind of moving out of, I don't want to say I'm moving out of that, but for the last little while I've been working more like on a one-on-one basis and I have launched a few like sort of more high level transformation containers and stuff. But, um, what I'm literally at the mercy of spirit, like what I say now, when this episode comes out, I'm sure it'll probably be the same, but basically, um, I'll just start with where you can find me. You can find me on Instagram at Christine Bano. Uh, you can find me at my website, which is Christine Bano, Christine Bano.com. Um, I'm not on Twitter or <laughs> TikTok or, TikTok or anything. Okay, um, fine. <laughs> um, but what I'm building right now is really the best way to describe it is like it's a transformation brand. It's basically mm. like I am obsessed with transformation and human potential. And I realized that through the intuitive coaching, coaching, the business coaching, and also the personal coaching, um, I just kept seeing these themes and these the same things coming up over and over again. Mm-hmm. And what I saw was people coming to me and they like humans are so fucking capable. They are so incredible and they just amaze me. So I would see people coming in and they would, you know, have just so much chaos going on. There's depression or anxiety or just kind of like feeling out of control or they, they have a desire to create something, but they don't know where to start or they might start, like we might get started on something where, cause I can do a lot of channeling for people. So um, mm-hmm. a gift I have is I can access and hold people's highest potentials. So if I meet somebody, it's like, like your highest self is just hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. And so I can see that. And so the whole time I can hold space for that. But when, when we would work on that and I'd be like, okay, channeling like business names, uh, your highest potential, like all these things would just rapid fire come through for people. But then two sessions in, we'd be like starting to create things, but then, stuff would come up from childhood, limiting beliefs, blocks, all the stuff started coming up. So what I realized is the the three kind of main things that I'm focusing on is excavation, activation, and elevation. So Mm. the the things I'm creating right now in the world and that will be out likely starting my first three month container in early April is, um, is it's sort of like the step one with me where where we work together and it's, it's the trans it's a three month transformation container. So within that container um, it's a hybrid um, of one-on-one with me of like live virtual retreats um, group live coaching calls, and then uh, three months worth of curated like content. So videos of myself, journal prompts, tons of stuff. So it's a really immersive um, experience. I want to call it. So it's not, I'm really passionate about still being very close to people um, at this Mm -hmm. point in my career. So I really love that. I get a lot of satisfaction about seeing the transformation. So that is um, a mix of group and one-on-one. So that one is all I call the excavation, but it's basically like, let's spend three months diving into your subconscious, your unconscious mind, your blocks, beliefs, your stories, your um, inner child, shadow work, and then forgiveness. So that's really like kind of the, the modules that hold that. And the, the thing I see different about myself is that I deliver it in a way, um, at least I think, <laughs> that um, it's digestible and people can yes. understand it. Because I know for me, some of this work was so heavy and so serious mm-hmm. that I had a really hard time kind of sticking with it. Because I was like, yeah. oh, this feels depressing. Yeah. So I do it in a way where I'm like, I make it fun. I like, I'm humorous. I'm staring. I'm like, it's very true. Let's fucking go into your shadow and see what, see what's hanging out in there. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? So I make it, I do it in a way because once that excavation happens, 
The next container that I'm actually just finishing right now is called the intuition container and it's called accessing your magic. So mm. yeah, so into it, or sorry, transformation container is accessing your personal power. So that's sort mm-hmm. of like taking care of the human so that once you're taking care of the human and your human is happy and there's not all this fucking chaos and this like yes. hamster wheel running around, then we can access your magic. So this is yes. the intuition container. So we don't go on for miles and miles about all the different sort of spiritual elements. I kind of, like you said, kind of go into the, the nitty gritty around like the things, like, I don't know how I know some things. I just know them. Mm -hmm. I channel, I am able, like, I don't know how I can talk to dead people. Don't ask me. I have no fucking idea, but like, there's all these different things that I just can read energy. And so when we're in that container, I'm basically like, why do you even like my, literally my first module is like intuition. Why do I give a fuck? Like basically like, why do I care? Why do I, why do I give a fuck about intuition? Like why, how is this going to benefit me? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think really kind of deconstructing and making things in in a digestible way where it's like, we want to have our intuition because when we open that channel and we clear the noise, spirit is trying to speak through us and trying to create, like we came here to create and evolve over a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So our unique, like oftentimes we're out looking outside of ourselves, like who am I and what am I here to do and all these questions. But when you can start to listen to that internal voice and turn up the volume and learn like, how do I receive my information? Is it through seeing things or visuals or, or hearing things or just knowing things like we start to build up that knowing it's like a muscle. And then we start to play with things like synchronicities and, 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 um, talking about all things sort of, um, everything kind of like all about it and manifestation and kind of like it's sort of setting ourselves up to reconnect with that magic. It's like Mm -hmm. plugging back in Mm -hmm. to source and plugging back into ourselves something greater play so that um the next thing that I work on with people so once we've kind of like really started to access your magic and and you're in flow then it's the elevation so the way that I work with people with that is through elevation intensive so it's like a three-hour um sit down with me where we I mean fuck who knows what's going to come through it's like (laughs) It's sort of like we've cleared out your shit. We've act, re-invite, mm-hmm. re-kind of like connected your magic. And now let's elevate that magic. So like, let's fucking get you out into the world because yes. we need your unique electromagnetic signature. We need your unique expression for this world to be in harmony and to like weave everything together. So like you and your greatest expression is going to like fuck shit up and expand mm-hmm. the universe like we need you fully lit the fuck mm-hmm. up like that's what mm-hmm. I see I'm a manifester by human design so like I am like it's a channel ideas this that like boom 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 so and I'm talking to people I'm like I mean you're um oh my gosh I'm blanking right now Abby yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like you remember we were sitting in Nook mm-hmm. and I'm beside her and I've never met this girl and I look beside her and I was like you're um you're here to create this beautiful brand it's going to be called this and this is why and this is blah 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 and like this is your creative blah blah blah. and she like literally is like sitting there she's like oh Uh, uh, and like what's so cool is we've been working together and like we're unfolding her magic so it's just like there's so many I can't explain how these things come through to me, but it's happened time and time again, where I've given people the names of like, Mm. like, I just want to do this blog or this thing. And I'm like this, this, and like, and it just, do you know what I mean? So I can like read their energy and I can pull the things like, I'm not, I'm not the healer. I'm not the one doing anything. I'm just basically this, this catalyst or this calibration portal for people Mm -hmm. to like, remember and reactivate their own magic so that they can live these like fuck yes massive lives that they're here to Mm. to live like I think we're accessing like five percent of our fucking magic yeah I would agree 
let's connect back with the quantum field. Let's get you back in your magic and out of the human stories that are just like exhausting and get you creating it. Like, and then the more you believe that you're just like collapsing time at hyperspeed around how things can happen because the universe isn't working on time. It's working on alignment. So the more we can get you in alignment with your truth, I just seeing things start falling away at like hyperspeed. You're like, I don't know how this is happening. I don't know how I'm having these insane months. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just like, the universe is like, I'm going to reward you every time you get closer to who yes. you are and what you're meant to be. So anyways, long story short, I'm creating these, these signature containers um, because I, what came through to me was like, I love the one-on-one. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with it. And my client, it's my one-to-one is on a wait list right now, but you can go to my website and go on the wait list if you desire. But um, it was like, the one-on-one's great. This, this six month transformation container is amazing. But again, it's a very, very, very high ticket price point. So yeah. it's design something that's a hybrid where it's still it's an it's really like all the reasons why people don't finish courses came through to me like it was this Mm -hmm. all the stream of information of like why don't people change or transform like what is it and it was like there has to be embodiment there has to be Mm -hmm. the whole mind body spirit component there has to be accountability there has like there's just all these things so I created spirit kind of like spoke all this stuff to me. So I was like, okay, like I basically created what spirit told me to create. And so mm-hmm. now I'm just trusting that the right people will show up for these containers. So it's sort of like, exca- let's excavate you. Let's reactivate your magic. And then let's get fucking blast you off and do mm. and let's light you the fuck up. Cause you're, yes. you're here to change the world in only the way you can. So beautiful. I'm so freaking excited. I'm, you can tell I'm getting all hot. Yes. I know. <laughs> I'm getting turned on by listening to you and your turn on like this is this is how turn on works is it sparks and it really just activates anyone who's listening to this conversation and I'll make sure to put all of those links in the show notes so it's super easy for people to find you and connect with you if this is turning them on and they're like fuck yes I gotta fucking go to the quantum casino with Christine <laughs> but and what I say is you have to be willing to cash in your victim chips first yes 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 Yes, yes, yes. Like you show up and they're like, okay, come on into the quantum casino. You can have anything you can. However, I will need to collect your victim chips. And you're like, oh, hell no. Ooh. I've been working. I've been working. These 30, are mine. I've been working 36 years for these. And who am I if I don't have these chips and I don't want it? Man, they're like, get the fuck out. Yeah, you can't come in. Sorry. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Oh, Christine, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your light and your magic and engaging in this conversation it's been so magical and I just want to keep talking but I know you've got a client so we gotta skedaddle here um and for everyone who's listening thank you for investing the time with us today and if you found value in this episode please like it on iTunes share it if you want to leave a review that would be so helpful or just share the episode with someone else who you think would really benefit you know it's all about sharing the love sharing the magic sharing the pleasure and that's how we change the fucking world let's go (laughs) Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>